What's up, everybody? I swear to God, one of these days I'm not going to have to do this message before the show. But we had some technical difficulties. I fucked up the sound. So Mike's audio is really, really quiet. And mine is really, really loud. So if you're a big Mike guy and not a big me guy, maybe skip this one. <laughs> no, I won't say that. But we're figuring it out. It's going to get better. I hope everyone is staying safe and staying inside and washing your hands. Enjoy the show. Those hot little takes. This machine kills fascists. Actually, always a fine way to start. That's fine. It's always a fine way to start with you, man. We're back. Two ep- hey, everyone. Two episodes in two weeks. Yeah. Like we mean listening. it. Thanks for catching up. I know a lot of you have been uh, have been listening to old episodes for the first time. And if you have any thoughts, now you can communicate them with us. That's right, uh, Mike. Tell them where to do that. Uh, on Instagram, at Hot Little Takes. And on Twitter and, at Hot Little Takes. That's right. And on Twitter, which I wouldn't know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you can also email us your thoughts and feelings. At the Hot Little Mailbag at AOL.com. Hot Little Mailbag at AOL.com. Okay, good. We, we remember to promote that stuff. Fuck yes. That was the goal. So Christian and I have been watching a lot of stuff. Taking in a lot of things. We have. It's actually been a pretty good. Uh, it's been a good turn for for t- TV and film podcasts right now. It was actually a pretty good week. I feel really embarrassed that I put up a Hulu watch list that did not include Parasite or Portrait of a Lady on Fire because they both came on Hulu like right after we did that stuff. But what are you gonna do? We can, we can put up more lists. Yeah, we're gonna do more lists. There's gonna be more stuff. Follow us on the things. Participate. Yeah. Um, I know we're so we're so involved now. We're not like on a little rock, but now now that for the first time we're literally trapped in kind of you know. Yeah. On a little rock, <laughs> people can communicate with us. <laughs> and it's and I would encourage people to to engage and to listen to the new the episodes in the next couple of weeks, because we're we're really gonna turn a corner here. We're gonna have some guests. I'm not going to announce any of them yet, but yeah, we have at we least, nailed any of them down we, yet. we've got three to four kind of lined up here, ready to go. And they're all vast. Yeah. They're all going to be vastly different, uh, TV streaming related topics. Yeah. Uh, I, think we, I think we finally have an opportunity to take this podcast to 2.0. <laughs> Do you remember when the video games and everything, everything like when when two point oh was a thing? Yeah, everything nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine, like it's suddenly like three K. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they still do that shit, but right. I think Pornhub does a lot of the four K <laughs> in four K. Wow, everyone knew that. Extreme two thousand. <laughs> 
childhood, like being a, you know, being in like middle school in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right, everybody. Mike was in middle school in the late nineties. Yeah. That makes me like ancient now. The elder millennial. An elder millennial. Yeah. I carry all the secrets. Oh yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, lo- I've forgotten them and lost them and they're like just lying around somewhere. But I carry them. So another surprise, I think for you and for listeners, is that I actually prepared kind of a docket for us today to move through. Okay. I've even... You kind of have a little more structure and then we got really happy being loosey-goosey yeah and then yeah maybe we've suffered for it but i've even i've I've got a couple topics that i that i think that we can mutually hit some other stuff i even have a little game in here for you and i to play at some point good man that's the kind of shit we should do extreme 2000 (laughs) 2.0 hot little takes I mean, and this isn't on my docket because I prepared, I prepared all this stuff yesterday. Uh, but something that happened this morning that I wasn't really uh, ready to talk about, but I mean, I guess we should say a couple words. R.I.P. to the big dog, Brian Dennehy. Yeah, Brian Dennehy died today. And I was like, fuck, man. You, uh, you got the chance to meet the man. Because he came here for a prologue here at yeah. Colorado Springs. I actually had a, I mean, I don't know if I need to do the entire story here, but I mean, my, Brian Dennehy kind of, I don't, you know, he touched me. He gave me a, he did, he did a huge favor for me and actually kind of shifted the way that my life was at a certain point in 2014, early 2015. And they I liked you. Because you were Irish. That was that was part of it. So I mean, I I may as well just do some of the story. The uh, when I was this was like in the nebulous period of my undergraduate career, where I was like just aggressively not pursuing my degree. I was maybe attending one class and then not going to four classes, and I I thought I was like the hottest shit in the universe. I had like booked a commercial at that point, so I figured that I was like on my path to stardom. Uh, and he came to this, this was like years after I was supposed to graduate. I was like a fifth year senior, third year senior, fourth, whatever. Uh, he came to our school to do a workshop with the students and to do a, what they call a prologue. It's like kind of a talk show with the head of our department for the, it's like, uh, it's like inside the actor's studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that, that they were doing for the regional company that was on our campus. And I showed up to that thing kind of hungover, just wanting to, like, see that dude. Because I love Dennehy. Summer Catch, Body of an Architect, fucking Tommy Boy. Dennehy was a gamer. He's a beast. And he comes... One of the headlines I saw called him Burly Actor. (laughs) That is exactly what you want when you die. Burly Actor, Brian Dennehy. Oh, my God. So burly, but, like, he was so into the 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 sensitive beauty of the work, which is why he was just such a fucking cool guy. Yeah, 
theater guy. He was a real the- true Chicago theater guy. Um, but anyway, we do this, and I wasn't even going to get up and do pieces for him. Mainly because he... So these master classes usually work. They'll bring someone in and who's of some recognition, and, and they look at kids' monologues, or they look at a scene or something, and they are predominantly positive, and then we'll like have like the sprinkle nitpicks in there. Dennehy was just like annihilating people. Like if he like if he thought your shit was garbage, he was like, you don't even know where you're going. Like you don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> he was. So, I mean, and he was so funny, but he was fucking hard about it. Uh, and I got up to do my stuff, and he was like really 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 kind about my stuff and he hooked me up with an audition in Chicago that I actually didn't need his I could have just signed up for that audition like looking back on it I was just such a fucking huckleberry I had no idea uh but he got me hooked up with it he even like called me from his house in Connecticut and kind of bullshitted with me for a second and was like yeah they're expecting your audition and and I went and I blew it and I didn't get it and I never talked to him again and I really regret that. I wish that I had at least, you know, put out one. I also, I also got to have dinner with him the next night over at our old professor's house with uh, King Murray and, and uh, Drew. And, uh, and he was so cool. He was just telling stories about, like, getting drunk with Christopher Plummer and how he used to, like, sweep the floors at this jazz club and, like, the fucking, that, must, that would have to have been, like, the mid-50s or something like that. Man. Fuck, he's a fucking... Yeah, you and I love those, you and I love those kind of, like, old drunk actor stories. Oh, my God. They're, they're my most favorite. My we very most like, favorite. We could, like, tell some funny stories that old guys that we know have told us, and, like, maybe not blow their cover. We've heard some <laughs> wild, wild tales. We could blow their cover on here. I don't think that anyone who listens to this would care. Yeah, that might be true. But... They told us pretty brazenly, you know. Sure, sure. But anyway, I just I just wanted to make sure we said some words about the big dog because that guy is is cool and yeah man and he's one of those you know he'll be one of those kind of uh, inspirational guardian angels for us. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. The one thing I do remember him that I because I kind of blacked out in some of those moments when he was just being so like so overly kind to me about my pieces. But when I got up there and I said my name. He goes, O'Shaughnessy, Jesus fucking Christ, kid. This is the most Mick fucking name I've ever heard in my life. That's going to take more lights. It's going to take more lights to light up your name than it does mine. <laughs> he was fucking, he was cool, man. The guy was a fucking bear and he was cool. Uh, we should, uh, I just actually watched like a thing on Tommy Boy. It's like on YouTube or something. Uh-huh. That's such a fucking great movie. Man. Tommy Boy is one of the best one of the best comedies of all time. If we actually just start doing straight movie reviews, we could spend a half an hour. I'd, I'll bring all sorts of research and shit. Oh, sure. Up. Sure. <laughs> Time was fucking good. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I just wanted to make sure. I mean, everyone pour, everyone pour one out for the big guy. Yeah. Let's have, let's cheers to, cheers to Denny. Clink. Clink and, and drink. As fellow, as fellow mix. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 Ah. My brother's got a pretty Irish name. His name's Patrick Lee. Patrick Lee is pretty is pretty tough. Anyway. <laughs> I, uh, you know, uh, just 
despite the passing of Dennehy, and kind of, kind of like uh, in remembrance of him, almost Fiona Apple's eight-year in the making album. That's right. Coming out. And That's most right. Most of the songs you can listen to right now. I've listened to a bunch of them on YouTube in the last. I time. I haven't listened to any of these yet. I was kind of waiting for it to be out tomorrow. But give us give us your I, early I, read. I sent you one like right before we started. Yeah. Um, and it's like oddly great timing for like the 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 album is called Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Yep. And I told you the refrain is like something about get me out of here or whatever. <laughs> like, it's going to strike a great chord for the way people are feeling right now. Yes. Her, her whole vibe is already like this kind of, um, I don't know, that, that like, that 90s angst that is like, is going to find a voice right now. Like she's going to find a bunch of new fans and like young. Oh, of uh, course. Who are like, who is this chick? And they're like. They're going to be like, she's been around for a while, man. Right, like you're in for such a sweet surprise. <laughs> right, yeah, go back, you have some stuff to listen to. Yeah, I like Fiona Apple a lot. Me too, and I <clears throat> I think when we when we come back next week and I've, I've been able to listen to it and we can digest it, we should definitely jump into that a little bit more. <clears throat> it'd be nice if we did a little, it'd be nice if we did more music on this thing. I'm sure there's plenty of fans of ours who would like to hear our takes on some of that stuff sure you and you and i have we are we're not complete we are less aligned on music than we are on other things no but i think especially with are, new music it's tough to find a new record that like helps us balance stuff out because we know about some stuff that the other one might not sure we that's both true have pretty, we both have pretty eclectic tastes i would like to think of us as nothing less than eclectic mike i think i am an eclectic eccentric sure sure and uh, <laughs> and pretentious too. <laughs> You're pretentious, you know that. I like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, speaking of pretension, I know, and listeners of the pod will know that Mike was a once disgraced intellectual, having fallen asleep during Parasite. But last night, through the grace of Hulu, Mike revisited the four Oscar award-winning Parasite. I did. I I watched Parasite beginning to end. I didn't blink. <laughs> it was time. a clockwork orange situation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's cool because a lot of people are finally seeing it that didn't see it before. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Those Oscar movies, there's, there's like a huge portion of the population that are just like, you know, maybe someday I'll see it. I'll see which one shakes out to win. I'm not gonna go see them all, and then we'll, and then do my little, you know, do what you do, where you're like, I'm gonna see all of them. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna make my bets. Right, and because so, and someone who doesn't see those is like, I guess the artist was the best movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to the Academy and I'll watch that one that they told me. Yeah, and it's like that is such a bad survey of of film, but anyway. But a lot of people are, I think. I think this is a good time for us to be talking about it because a lot of people are probably seeing it for the first time now, too. Um, it was weird for me to watch it. I told you because it was like having deja vu because I woke up at several points in the movie when people were screaming and shit was going down. Right. I kind of remembered, like, bullet points of the plot. Right. 
but I didn't have all of the these like informational filler. So it was a very strange experience, man. Um, <laughs> That's actually an experience that you could probably recommend to people in quarantine who can go in and out of Parasite once and then rewatch it a week later because you're you have yeah, that ability like, now. Like, <laughs> like drink a bunch of Nyquil and watch it the first time, and then and then like do some Adderall and watch it the second. Time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just I watch. I was just a little stoned when I watched it. <laughs> sure, sure. I I was like I, I was. Um, Seriously, surprised that I was able to fall asleep because it was—it's like hard to not. Once you get on board for that thing, it's like it doesn't really let up. Yeah. They just—they just stakes get crazier and crazier. You yeah. Know, they build up from like these little lies and little tricks to suddenly they're like poisoning people. <laughs> that was a plot point that I was like, that's that hits a new chord now, like about her having tuberculosis and then yeah. like, don't tell the husband that we had this sick person in the house. Like Right. Right. I think over there they've been a lot more acclimated to this than we have, you know. You in Korea, yeah. Because we're privileged Westerners. Sure. Sure. I love I love this movie though. And I love that they're up front like when they get the rock, they're like, Oh, it's like a metaphor. Yeah. Like everything it's very movie, metaphorical. Yeah. Everything in this movie is metaphorical. You know? <laughs> it like doesn't really and it's like barely metaphorical. You're like, they're poor and they're rich. And this is about classes. Right. I know. Right? I know. I I love that. I he's he has such a masterful touch over that whole thing. It felt like a fable or like a fairy tale that yeah, I, I agree. Where it was like very simple, kind of simplified these abstractions into their, you know, like Pica- a Picasso sketch of a horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? right, right, right. The and idea like, of a horse, this, yeah. This is like, uh, this is like, you know, um, Das Kapital for dummies. Kind <laughs> of That's great. That's, I actually, I, you know, in all of the Parasite criticism I've looked at, I think that that might be some of the most astute. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We can get, let's get into, we can get into more of the, the actual plot of the thing, or your thoughts. What do you, I mean. I mean, well, you know, I mean, it's been, I haven't seen it since the time that you and I went, which is my second time, but I remember the, watching it when I went with you. Just how how lovely that screenplay is. I mean, like, truly just the words on the screen. And the first time you see it when you're just trying to, like, adjust your pace to the to the story, you kind of lose some of the lines. But, like, when I kind of knew where things were going, the... Uh, just the way, just the way the thing is written and the way that they communicate, I found so... I don't know, so beautiful. But the... The scene that I was thinking about last night when you were telling me that you were watching it uh, was all of the the scenes of their preparation in their scam on the house. You know, yeah. like when uh, when, when the when the so, when the sun like is the dr- yeah, <laughs> and how uh, how sort of flat and insincere that that kind of device could be in a lot of things. 
where it's like where you just, where you're really just playing it for laughs that that they're rehearsing and that he's you know obviously yeah just just knocking down every point with it but the the earnestness with which like the or the desperation which with they are doing it yeah, yeah I, the stakes are always there even when it is goofy and kind of weird yeah exactly and the and all of the I mean the whole uh, the poor I wish I could remember I know that the Parks are the rich family I can't remember the name of the uh, the poor family. But their their general rapport has a joy in it, even in all of its. Yeah, they're really they and they're like, they become such protagonists in a way because you're kind of like, oh, they're doing shady things, but you you're rooting for them, you know, because they're the ones you're really following. Well, and I think it uh, it's a good it's a good yardstick by which to measure your your position on the class war and wherever you live. I think that if you take to the, the poor family pretty quickly, then it says a lot. I think, yeah, my do- the daughter was like my favorite one. Sodam uh, so Park, I think, is her name. She's yeah. so good. She's fucking hilarious. I'm just good friends. I'm, do- I'm doing Jessica, the... I'm doing uh, the... Chicago. Yeah, I'm doing the fingers uh, to Mike uh, right now. He knows... Everyone knows. Such a such a great scene and such a great performance. I doesn't she kind of remind you of Shiv? A little bit. Yeah, but she's like, she's like the one who's just kind of running the show almost for a while. It felt like not dissimilar yeah. to Shiv. The dynamic in that family and all of those characters is like really great. They they build out kind of the relationships that everyone has to each other and that's what affects everything you know and and i know there's been a million discussions already about how it's like the rich pitting the poor against the poor and Mm. you know it's like obviously that's what it's about like that's and it's great that it's like it's not metaphorical (laughs) it's fucking crazy that it's like really hitting such a chord here because we like to think you know yeah America's got it so great, and clearly we're, our system is, you know, kind of a facade. Right. A lot of people felt like they knew, but a lot of people are seeing for the first time now. But, I mean, this, I was reading about how Parasite was just in response to how there's all these educated people who can't get jobs and can't get houses. And, right. You know, that's kind of what he wrote it in response to. Probably the best best picture winner. I I was gonna say in the decade, but I guess Moonlight won in in uh, seventeen. I was reading that they are, they're they those houses were sets, and they're refurbishing these. Can you not believe that? It's so successful they're turning them into tourist attractions. <laughs> and people are already saying like these real neighborhoods that they filmed in are being exploited. Like they're like. They're now, it's like, you know, becoming capitalized upon. Whoa. And the irony of that, you know, it's like, a, it's like buying a Che Guevara t-shirt or whatever. Right, right. You know? Yeah, it's very similar to that. That classic, that classic thing. Some friend of mine once was like, you should get a Karl Marx t-shirt. And I was like, Karl Marx would hate to see his face on a t-shirt, man. Like, there's, there's an irony to that. Yep, yep. You know, it's a thing. 
I wouldn't wear a Karl Marx t-shirt in this day and age anyway. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I suppose you're in, you're inviting a you're inviting a conversation. Yeah, that's like me as an edgy teenager. <laughs> you do still have a good Soviet Union shirt if I recall. I do have chips on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Well, I think we need to take a little little battery snooze. Alright. But we'll be we right got, back. We got some cool stuff still to talk about, though. Yeah, we got Mrs. America, we got Run, we got my little game that we're going to do. Oh, yeah. I, I also I also have, uh, there's, is, there's one more surprise in here, actually, for you. That is, uh, oh, yeah, you have a surprise. I do. You've been building it up and building it up. Well, really, I, we can talk. We can, you know, we can just talk about this when we get there. All right. Take a little break. Let's have a little takes, baby. That's God. I can't believe that's what we're leading back in with. <laughs> we just fucked up. We just fucked up a recording, and then I fixed it, and now Mike's pulling out this old rusty blade. Well, I found my. Like I said, I found the old machete. <laughs> the gives, old, me gives me something to do. <laughs> the old family machete. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The old lead family machete. Uh. Back in my possession. All right. Well, we're back. Mike, where do you, what, uh, what direction do you want to go here? We've got a couple of shows that we want to talk about. I got a little game. I have kind of the book club surprise that I spoiled for you on the break. I don't exactly know what the book club surprise is. Well, here's the book club surprise, because I know that we talked about doing this initially when we started doing the podcast that we were going to do this, because we were both typically avid book readers. Uh, yeah, we like to claim we are. But the one, so the one book that I was, I, I have been able to pick up and read the first, I don't know, 16 to 18 pages of, is James Crumley's Border Snakes, which I know that you at one point also, I think, read the first 10 pages and then got distracted. But I, this uh, is a book by the guy that uh, we talked about before with The Last Good Kiss, who is so good. I've read some of it. I've read more of the Milo... Uh, uh, Mildragovich. Mildragovich books. I read The Dancing Bear. I the only one I read already was uh, was the the Shagru book, The Last Good the Kiss. Shagru one, the Last Good Kiss. Yeah. So yeah, I've been sitting on Border Snakes. We can read that. Do you want to do? Do you want to try that? We can take it at an easy pace. I mean, like I said, I think I only. Yeah, I, man, I might get into it and read it in like a day if I like it. It's it's pretty good. I've I. He's one of the only authors that everything I've picked up, I finished. Yeah, 
He's, uh, he's I, and that's like, you know, we've talked about how much you like that genre, but they're entertaining books to read. That's the right. And the, you know, you don't necessarily like, you want to finish it. You're not feeling obligated to it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so just for anyone out there who wants to play book club, Mike and I are going to be looking into Border Snakes. And we might, and we might do that. Border Snakes by James Crumley. Which is the first book featuring both of his detectives? It's the only book feature. I think that it, I actually think that it completes. I think that that can. No, that's no, that's not true. I think that there's another Shagru book after this one. But this is the end of the Neil Dragovich cycle. I think that I've, I think so. I might be wrong though. I haven't read the other ones, but I'm sure it won't make it huge. Oh my god, are you still there? Yeah. But it says my connection is unstable, and you just turned into a glitch for a minute. Oh no, that it's happens. Oh it's shit. Okay. You seem to be okay now. I just I just patiently waited it out. Okay. It sounds you seem to be back on track. Okay. I think I think we are on track. Okay, so let's read Border Snakes. That's great. That gives me something to do, man. Great. That's what I need right now in my life. There you go. Book club, people, Border Snakes by James Crumley. I think it's only like it's only like three sixty. It's not a it's not a huge book. And those and the stories are fun. And he does he does that great author thing where they will. Uh, put a little space between two different paragraphs that are different chunks so it's it gives you a lot of places to stop you can pick it up and put it back down and pick it up and put it back down and get to and you know move on at your own pace sure. good stuff sure, sure. uh someone told me they tried to play a drinking game where they drank every time they said sure and they quickly realized it would be impossible while they listened to the show Wow. Yeah. yeah, that'll fuck yeah, that'll fuck yeah. That'll do it. Sure, 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 sure. Um, oh, I got a recommendation for people. Uh, I just discovered Baroness Von Sketch, which I guess has been on for like four years, but I'm late to the game. Right. Uh, sketch show uh, with uh, middle-aged women, or women in their late 30s, early 40s, I'd say. You know. And it's pretty fucking funny. I've been, uh, I was watching, like, all of those on YouTube. I'm sure they're on Hulu or something. It's an IFC show, is that right? Yeah, yeah, so that it's on Hulu or something like that. I, yeah, I, I feel like IFC goes straight to somewhere. Who is, on, who is on that show? Is there anyone in particular that you, like, know from other places? No, I think they're, like, I think that they are Canadian. Um, oh, it's a, oh, it's it's the new kids in the hall. Yeah, well, Canadians are funny historically, in my experience. Um, I've enjoyed Canadian comedy. Mike says that because he's my best friend, and I'm Canadian. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're Canadian. People forget sure. that. That's, that's why you're so polite all the time. <laughs> <laughs> People forget that too all the time. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, all right. So we, we so we have we had two shows that we really came to discuss. Do you want to do you want to talk about those, or do you want to play my game? Um, let's let's play the game. Fuck yeah! All right. All right, so I'm the, super curious about this game. It's, I mean, it's nothing too. It seems like a bigger surprise than the book club surprise. It's nothing. It's nothing too. It's nothing too wild. We were joking earlier about like, what do you, what do you do? We're, we were talking about newspaper people and and radio people earlier, and like, what do you do to fill the time? And it's like, just do, either do, either do top fives or do like, instant reaction questions. And so I have some instant reaction questions that I want to get from you. We're okay, gonna... so this is like when you go to a when you go to a therapist and they're like, "I say apple," and you say the first thing that comes to mind. To which I would say, "Yes." Um, uh, uh, he wouldn't know what to say. Well, I'm trying to say to <laughs> myself. I was going to say things that I probably shouldn't say on air. Well. I don't, I don't think that that'll happen here. So the game that I was going to play is that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the name of a show. Okay. And these are all shows that we've discussed, I think, at some point on, on the pod. And okay. you tell me which character from that show you would want to be quarantined with. The, okay, which character from the show I would want to be quarantined with? Yeah. Oh, this is great. This is like, oh, we're playing games now. Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. We're just we're gonna go full shock jock here and just okay. Buzzfeed presents exactly. That's that's exactly that's exactly what we're doing, and you can think about it, but like let's just move through it. Okay, let me grab another beer. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is exactly what I think everyone really came here for. I know that it's what yeah, I came here for. All right, Mike's back. Never mind. Uh, Fire it at me. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to give you the show. Give me yours. I've written all of my answers down for this, so we can compare after. Okay. Are you going to write I, mine down, or should I write them down? I'll write them down. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready. The Wire. Which character would I want to be quarantined with the most from The Wire? Um, this is just, this is a toss-up. I want to say Freeman because I'd look at his cool little art art projects that he'd be making all day long, but he'd probably get annoyed with me. So I'm gonna say, um, uh, what's your guy? Uh, I've got lots of guys. Buddy. Bunk. Bunk, probably. You're going with Bunk. I'd drink with Bunk and hang out and talk shit, probably. Cool. Mad Men. Oh, who do I want to be quarantined with most for Mad Men? Oh man. <laughs> January Jones, Betty. Yeah. Young Betty. Pope. <laughs> the Young Pope. Who do I want to be quarantined with? The Young Pope. Uh, Lenny Bellardo. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh Man. my God. True Detective. Oh God, not Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> He'd be insufferable. Um. Who do I want to be quarantined with the true detective? Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Bill Coro. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm I'm like 
Yeah, I'm like down to party. <laughs> curb. Right now. Huh, Curb? Curb your enthusiasm? Yeah. Cheryl? <laughs> Succession. Um. Oh, that was, like, I don't know if you quarantine with any of them. <laughs> They have, like, nothing to offer as roommates. (laughs) Uh, I guess, uh, what's the, what's Roman's girlfriend? Jerry. No, the other one. Oh, his, oh, his girlfriend, girlfriend. Right, right, right. No, the one that, no, no, wait. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry. (laughs) She seems like she'd be fun to hang out. Downton. Uh, Downton Abbey. <laughs> Man, that doesn't sound like a fun time either. <laughs> I'd probably have to pick someone downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they would, you know, help around the house and stuff a little too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your pick? Uh, fuck. Uh, the the main butler guy. Carson. But he'd be, but he'd be my butler. Sure, sure. <laughs> What's next? You got? Did you give yourself time to think about these? I've had days to think about them. Oh, so I have to do my. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Arrested Development. Um. That's a rough one. I'm gonna go with the mom. Lucille. Yeah. The deuce? The deuce? Look. I don't like any of those choices. You gotta pick one. The deuce would not be a fun world. I feel like there's such an obvious answer that you're not picking. Maggie Gyllenhaal. (laughs) Big Little Lies. Dead or alive? Uh, Who? The younger girl's name. Uh oh my god, the one with the kid. Yeah. Oh my god, why she can't we? She's the like most chill of those characters. Why can't we think of her name? Seinfeld. Seinfeld, I guess Elaine. <laughs> I'm picking the women for most of these. I'd rather hang out with a woman than a Yeah, Elaine. right. That's part. That's part of the game. Absolutely well, fabulous. It's, not, it's like becoming more clear as I'm doing these. App, app, Patsy, man. Patsy. For sure. <laughs> I went from wanting people who want to party to women to women who want to party. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did. And you know what? We are, 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 we match up pretty, pretty good. Okay, let me hear yours. So the wire, you said bunk, I said chemo. Bunk, I mean, Bunk's my favorite character. And her wife? <laughs> I just feel like Kima's gonna take care of me, and she's gonna, she's I gonna. Kima's gonna put up with your shit, man. Well, but she's, <laughs> she's gonna like lay the ground rules, and we're and we're gonna be straight. Like we're gonna be good. Okay. Okay. Mad Men. I also picked Betty Draper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> young Young Pope. 
can, like, bake a cake while we're hanging out. <laughs> I mean, Betty's, Betty's Betty. Uh, what do we got? Young Pope. I, I went Voyello instead of Lenny. Are you gonna get into? Are you gonna get into watching soccer? Yeah, yeah. We're like, I, he's just gonna like take me back on like a fucking journey. Like, like his soccer team. Yeah, he's gonna like gonna show me some old videos. He's like, this was like, you know, like he's got stuff like saved on a VHS, <laughs> and he's got like some real. He's got like really expensive wine. He's gonna pull out, and he's I gonna and like he's gonna like, leave me the fuck alone. I just think Lenny and I would be like. Have some rad conversations and be like, homeboys for life by the time we get out. You want to fuck Lenny in quarantine. No. I want to fuck Boyello in quarantine. <laughs> Come on. Let's not reduce ourselves to Lenny. <laughs> uh, what's next? True Detective, we both went Vol- Volcoro. Yeah. He'd have, like, a good, he'd, he'd party. Yeah, and he'd sleep a lot. He'd sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> he'd be hungover a lot, and then he'd be like, let's party! Be like, I'd be a fucking mess by the time I came out of this, but you know what? I, I've struggled. I thought about going with Rachel McAdams' character, because I loved her, but I just couldn't remember her, the name. I just can't justify making all of them, like, the, the lead woman of whatever show you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Curb, you, you went Cheryl, which I thought about. I said Leon. <laughs> Leon would be a good choice too, man. Yeah. Leon's a good roommate. Yeah, exactly. You, you would have to like take care of him. So. I thought I thought about saying Jeff because I just think he's so funny. I just think I'd have a shot with Cheryl. <laughs> I think if I, you know. <laughs> I've had good experiences with older women. All right. <laughs> Succession, we both said Jerry. Yeah. That seems obvious. That seems obvious. Arrested Development, we both also said Lucille. Yeah, I almost went with the daughter, and I was like, Lucille would be more fun. She'd be, she'd party. And that's like, the, and then isn't Patsy the next one? Exactly. Yeah, so we went, let's see, there's a clear progression of thought. Well, no, 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 we, sh- no, we shift, yeah, we both said Patsy on NabFab, that's, anyone who both knows us there. knows that we were both going to pick Patsy. Sure. The Deuce, you said, you said uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character, I think Black Frankie's the answer here. Yeah, Black Frankie would be a cool roommate. You'd, like, you'd still be getting into some business. Yeah, you're right. In quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. You pick like good buddies or <laughs> just like cool ladies. Right. Down Abbey, you said Carson. I said I went Lady Mary. Yeah, I should have gone with Lady Mary in retrospect. But would that include Carson cleaning up after? <laughs> because he's so in love with her. That's a good point. Big Little Lies. I can't. Re- Why can we not remember the name of? We both went with her. No, I went Bonnie. Who's Bonnie? Zoe Kravitz. Oh, I should have done that. And re- you, this is like why you you had time to reflect, and I'm like trying to remember any characters' names even. 
I don't know why we can't remember. Shailene Woodley's the actress. I can't think of the name of that character. We're terrible at doing a TV podcast. All right, this and then the last one. The last one was Seinfeld. You went Elaine and I went Kramer. I don't know. Kramer was. I almost went Kramer because I was like, that will be entertaining. But I was like, I bet I get sick of him. And he starts saying some racist shit or something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can't I can't fuck around with that dude. You might be right. I might be. I might be. Well there you go. There's a little game. There was a little game for you, for the audience. Wow, we're gonna play games now on this show. I love it. Let's I mean let's do a, a flyover on the first couple episodes of these shows. Yeah, we watched the first episode of Run and we watched the first three episodes of Mrs. America. Although I kind of was half asleep by the time I got to the third one. It was just, it wasn't the show, it was just the time of day. Sure. Or, sure. I really like both of these things. I think that the the full season arc of these two things are, are gonna, gonna give me something. Yeah, they're both miniseries, are they not? I think so. I can't imagine I that the Mrs. America thing is gonna... Go Mrs. Beyond America, this. I know, doesn't have any intention of going into... It, it's only nine episodes. It's only nine episodes. So this is going to be a three-week, three-episode block kind of thing. Or they... I don't know. That'd be nice if they did that. Because they know we want content now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's... So, it's I don't have energy for a week-to-week thing right now. I need, uh, I need to binge, binge-watch them. Um, so I'm wondering if Mrs. Do you want to talk about Mrs. America first? Yeah, let's let's do that one first because it's a little I'm more fresh. If that's not gonna run out through like if they're gonna do like what the Deuce does and jump years ahead because they're talking about this, and I again don't haven't done my research on the history of this, but they're talking about how they have six years to get this bill passed. Right, and it and it, and I think in the first at least those first three it does at least jump. A year, a year at a time, occasionally. Yeah, it's skipping a little bit forward. Yeah, I've I also have not done my 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 uh, my backup research on it either. But I know that I know that a lot of those actresses are playing real women. Um, I looked up the Wikipedia, and you know, um, Margot Martindale and uh, Tracy Ullman, like you know. Um, they're, they're all basically. It really is. It really is a, a a kind of murderer's row of of actresses in big roles. Uh, Rose well, Rose like Byrne playing Gloria Steinem and and Kate Blanchett. Yeah. yeah, they're playing. They're they've got a good group of a good ensemble of actresses playing like this ensemble of of uh, characters and thinkers and yeah. You know, Uzu Adoba, who most people probably know from. Orange is the New Black playing the the first. She's the first. She's the first she black the first presidential candidate of all time. I think correct. Yeah, she was the first woman to run for president. But also the first black person to run for president. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and she. I mean, she is because they they hit you. I think with a. I think that that's a a real old clip of her, as that character is kind of being introduced and. She, I, the story kind of explodes once that character gets there. Once you get to the, once you get away from Kate Blanchett's 
uh, kind of like Republican root part of the yeah, story, and you like, and you get to that ERA party that Gloria Steinem and and all those characters, you're like, whoa, this is so alive. Well, and to clarify for anyone who doesn't really know the sh- what the show's about, it's it's a uh, it's about the women's rights movement in the '70s and the Equal Rights Amendment, but it's all really kind of coming from the perspective of Kate Blanchett, who plays this real woman who was a uh, uh, kind of the housewives against feminism movement. And yeah. She was uh, married to a conservative senator. Played by, played by uh, John Slattery. <laughs> played by Roger Sterling. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, they, and I think that's an interesting angle for them to take on the whole thing because her character is like vehemently against all of this and then they weigh that against all of these feminist women who are, you know, trying to get this bill pushed. Right. And, so, in, the, and in the second episode, it shifts away from her a little bit and you mo you mostly focus on Gloria Steinem who was like the poster child of the entire thing yeah yeah yeah, font or whatever yeah and ms magazine yes right it's it's i really do this is kind of one of those things that we talked about with the dude you know wanting Simon and Pelicanos to just like write the history of America. This feels yeah, this feels like like one of those stories. Yeah, I, yeah, like I re- this is this is a, a an American period that I am instantly enveloped into. Like sixties, seventies, early eighties. Like I am there <laughs> every time. Yeah, absolutely. The music in this is probably the best since the Deuce because I just love that era. I actually have uh I. I'm glad that you brought this up because it reminds me of something. Because every once in a while, I think that this sh- show, which I really do love, has some kind of clunky, some 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 clunk moments, and the soundtrack is the soundtrack is kind of one of them. Because I think that that show is like not met a cliche, overplayed track that it has not met. Which one? I most of the needle drops in that show I'm like Yeah, they're they're picking they're picking the A sides. Yeah, and that's one of the things uh, about the deuce is, that I always appreciated, like I mean that that's not the blondie song that you expect to hear. Yeah, they are songs I'm that I huge, like, but I'm a huge fan of like those kind of disco funk songs that they're picking. Me too, but I kind of I love to I love it when someone pulls the Curtis Mayfield uh, yeah. B-side or something, so and you're like... It's more of a predictable soundtrack, you know? Yeah. Like, I could probably guess a few songs that'll pop up. Yeah, right. But still, I still like that, that era of music, man, you know? Oh, of course. I mean, that's one of the signature draws anytime. I don't about those being, like, the, the, uh, obvious picks, though. Yeah. You know? It kind of reminds me of like watching like Detroit Rock City or something. And you're like, well, I'm pretty sure I know what they're gonna play. Well, I expect nothing but Kiss music if I'm watching Detroit Rock City. <laughs> I guess it, it's it's a tough transition coming out of High Fidelity where you're like, oh, great choice. Yeah, well, yeah, we've been spoiled. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I really, I really am intrigued to to see the rest of this because I think that the. I like the way it's shaking out. Like there are things that are happening right now that remind me of this. Like the in the third one, I think they're arguing about whether or not they should back the Democrat to save to save the votes as opposed to backing uh, the 
well, I can't remember her name now. The the the, the name of the candidate, I can't remember her name either. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's so like jarringly prescient. The the releasing the releasing of delegates and stuff. Yeah, the last couple of weeks we've been dealing with all the Bernie Biden fallout and and everyone's endorsing Biden now, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie, everybody's on board and and there's there's that dilemma that they're kind of going through as far as their um, their uh, organization trying to figure out who to endorse and who to where to prioritize and that kind of thing because it's like any other um, kind of movement like there's not one philosophy everyone's describing to everyone's kind of got a mixed bag of how they want, how they think things should be right and it gets squirrely you know <laughs> yeah squirrely is squirrely is the word it's funny because they talk about how they don't want to alienate the housewives and then one of the girls is like fuck the housewife you know like they yeah have perspectives on how to how to deal with that like i think elizabeth banks plays their only republican um god that's right elizabeth banks ever. is in it there's so many there's so many actresses that you're like ah yeah, it's great it's a great great ensemble I think that's going to be a really good show. I, think I do, too. It's going to get attention. Sorry, right. I can cut this out. Yeah. Um, they released the first three. I, I don't know how they're going to release the rest of them, but everyone's got on. Everyone's got time to get on board with that and kind of watch along with us. Oh, sure. And I think that that's a really good... It is a cathartic view on American politics in this very specific well, moment that we're in right now. We live in an age where a lot of people... Kind of don't know much about the history of feminism. And right. So much. So much of this was kind of blowing my mind, and I was like, "Oh God." And this is like, you know, not as good as I thought it was. There's there were there's been waves of this, you know, throughout history. There's a lot to it. It's more to unpack than just kind of uh, memes and tropes and stereotypes. Absolutely. That all of that segues easy into us talking about run. Which I think yeah. you you liked I think is about as well as I did in terms well, of in terms great. of it being really promising. Yeah, I think it looks like it's going to be a really cool series, um, and that's one that Phoebe Waller Bridge is a producer on. But it's her. I guess she runs the theater. I didn't know this. I didn't know that either until you said that's um, me. So the girl that runs the theater with her is the one who wrote it. Is she is she directing it as well? Not the first episode. Not the first episode. But I mean, it is, I mean, it, it stands to, we should say, all of the things that we're talking about are, like, written, produced, and directed by women. And it's, like, it's so good that people are are home right now to see all of these things getting made. That Yeah, and we deserve a pat on the back for talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This show looks like it's like it's um kind of a the a genre mix up between like a romance and a thriller or like you know it's like very intriguing. Yeah, it reminds me but of it's, it's uh, very uh, romantic setup. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like after sunset and yeah, the Italian job or something like that. Right. Yeah. So the setup is that. These two people have had some kind of, and it's not really established, 
No, we're no, we're gonna spend eight episodes unpacking whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, they're really gonna parse it out. You can tell, like the information is that what they know about each other and what we know about them is pretty limited. Um, but they made an agreement. If one of them texts "run," they both meet at this train station. If the other one texts "run back," so this woman's having clearly burned out with her life, and she receives this text, and she. She responds back, run, and she goes and she meets this, this man. Uh, and it's this Irish guy who's been in a million things lately. Donald Gleason. And he's been in, like, a lot of sci-fi stuff. He was in, like, Ex Machina and Star Wars. Oh, that's right. He was in Ex Machina. Machina. I forget. I kind of forget that, yeah. Yeah. He's a good actor, though. And he's he is. And I and Merritt Weaver, I think, is also a pretty, yeah, and I pretty excellent actress. Yeah, and I I can't put my finger on what I recognize her from. I mean, she's done a bunch of stuff. She uh, most recently she was in uh, *Marriage Story*. Who did she play in that? She's Scarlett Johansson's sister. That's right. That's in the in like the dancing with the divorce papers scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're when they're trying to figure out how to give it to him. Right. Um. So the show doesn't really give you a ton of information in the first episode. It's kind of just are they gonna keep kind of going? Yeah, yeah, are they going to commit to seeing where this goes? And it's kind of us as viewers asking the same question. It's really a great pilot. Huh. It is a, it is a good pilot. It's a great little short. And the thing I think that's definitely keeping my uh, my hook in is we know that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a producer on it and that she is going to play a part later on in the series. Yeah, she's going to pop in. She's going to be a little... She's going to do pop in, be charming and lovely. It's kind of funny the way that we talk about her because she's, like, made these two big shows where she is, like, just the primary focus and and your eyes are on her all the time and the talk around her is so big. But actually seeing her in something else is uh, pretty much non-existent. Well, yeah, she she really hasn't had a, uh, that presence uh, until Fleabag. Because she's been a writer and she's been a producer and all these other things. So now she can be a cameo that you're like, oh, hey, look who it is. Yeah, right. But I mean, it's also, I mean, I don't know. I find her performances so enticing that you're. Well, I know. She's one of those, she's one of those performers you and I are like uh, huge fans of and like very inspired by. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. She's the best. Well, and, sh- and her name is what got this show made, you know. I'm sure she's, like, an executive producer on it or whatever. Yeah. Because Fleabag was, like, super, super successful. It, it beat out Game of Thrones for all those Emmys. Did you never watch her show Crashing? No, and I still haven't watched Killing Eve yet. Oh, my God, and Killing Eve is so good. But Crashing is on Netflix, and and she's in it. She's in it? Yeah. Okay. And it's it's six episodes, and it's just fucking great. Okay, cool. It's a much lighter time than uh, Fleabag. Fleabag. It's, it's lighter fare. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if that was her whole thing or not. You should watch that. It's, re- it's really good. That's, like, spoon-fed great shit. Well, and I've heard a lot of people say Killing Eve is great, which is also kind of an intrigue. Uh, it's about a woman or whatever. I watched the first season of Killing Eve and I loved it. 
Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer, the two main. Uh, I like mixing. I like. I like. You know when you put those elements of stories together, like Run Lola Run is one of my favorite old movies that I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah I know you're a big great. Lola Run guy. That's a great like. I mean, it, there's a romantic thing to it, but it's really a thriller kind of. Uh, right. You know. Uh, action intrigue shit. Right. Just that weird like no man's land thriller is like a weird. When I even when I was working at a bookstore, I didn't really know how to define that. It's not horror. It's not mystery. It's not action. It's some kind of something in between those. Yeah, it it exists differently in books, I think, than it does. Yeah, because sometimes there'll be spy stories. You know, there'll be right. The espionage thing is a whole other genre. Yeah, and run and run seems like it's gonna have elements of that. You know, there's there's secrets and there's some plotting and there's what exactly why the what the guy's motivation was and what he had going on before he hit her up right it's still very shrouded right that kind of cloak and dagger shit is, is it's an interesting genre that like i'm here for it's hard and it's hard to, to pin right know? well that seems like a good place to call it a night, for the pod anyway. Yeah. Mike and I might have some more drinks after we get done, but yeah, we might talk about all you viewers. And... <laughs> we're gonna talk about chill personally. It's funny because this is the first because now we're starting to like do this through Zoom so we can see each other, and I'm like, it's like a new element. I because I I want to say things that uh, on the pod, you know, you want to hear it as opposed to me like nodding. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's all the same. It's really all the same. Sure, 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 sure. Sure, 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 sure. Go follow right. us on yeah. Hot Little Takes on Instagram or Twitter. Or shoot us your questions or suggestions at Hot Little Mailbag on AOL.com. Let's get it going, you guys. Yeah, stay tuned because we're going to be hooking up with some people and we're going to have our first guests and we're going to, uh, you know, be zooming everybody in and playing games and doing all sorts of crazy shit. Fuck yeah. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Yeah, hide your moms. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll call it there. Hold up.